and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Abby Overturf is the owner and CEO of Purpose Athletics, an online fitness and nutrition coaching company. After graduating college in May of 2020 with a bachelor's degree in marketing from the University of Utah, go Utes, she started working in the corporate world doing marketing and business analytics. While she had always been passionate about health and fitness, she never thought it would become her full-time career. Deep down, she knew she wanted to share her to share how her life was changed through her fitness journey. After deciding to start coaching, Abby got certified as an online fitness and nutrition coach with the intention of taking on a few clients. Those few clients turned into many clients, many lives changed, and growing by the day. Abby is learning the art of navigating and scaling an online fitness and nutrition coaching business, changing women's lives daily. Purpose Athletics wants to help women look and feel their best through fitness and nutrition and finding their purpose in the process. Abby Overturf, what an honor it is to welcome you to Boundless Body Radio. Hi. So cool to have you. Um, as I was reading up on you and your work on your website, it says you're a subpar golfer. Um, I consider <laughs> myself to be a subpar golfer, but I think that mostly means I'm not very good. <laughs> subpar could also mean you are very good, like a scratch golfer. Are you that good at golf? You know what? Um, I've spent a couple of summers just golf with my parents, a couple of golf lessons, but I would consider myself definitely subpar. Subpar. Um, but probably <laughs> above the average of probably a lot of the girls or boys my age. So you know what? I'll take that as a win, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you can take it either way in golf. I decided this last year that I was uh, a subpar golfer, not very good at it, and it was consuming so much of my time. I ended up deciding that this year, this last year would be the last round I would ever play of golf. And now I'm just going to uh-huh. enjoy the walking without uh the sucking at golf part <laughs> exactly i would just go in with the intention like okay like even if you suck like you're still gonna get some steps in maybe like you have a drink like <laughs> it's all good <laughs> that's great i love it when people don't take golf too seriously and they can just go and have a good time but yeah my my skill set was really poor um exactly. i'm so curious you have such an interesting story through fitness i'm so curious to hear you share your story with the listener tell us a little bit about your relationship with health and fitness yeah, definitely. So, um, pretty much like my whole life, I've always been like pretty active. My parents actually met like on the ski hill, um, being ski instructors. So I was grew up, grew up skiing, grew up doing soccer. Um, in high school, I got really into like cheerleading. So pretty much, you know, I was a back spot. I'm five nine, so I'm not like the best like tumbler. I don't know my sister. What my sister was, she's also five nine, but who knows? Whatever. I'm um, usually gymnasts are really small, but anyway, I did cheer. I'm um, super passionate about that. Did like you know varsity, the whole thing. Also did like competitive um, cheer, and then. After, you know, graduating high school, I kind of like moved more away from that, decided not to take the college cheer route, but basically because I'm pretty tall for that and just wasn't really passionate about it anymore. So um, decided to graduate, obviously went to the University of Utah, um, kind of like had my own like fitness things that I thought I knew what I was doing. Like I'd go to the gym and like do some like treadmill walking or like go to the gym and do some Stairmaster. But I had like really no clue like what I was doing. I just kind of wanted to be a little bit healthier. And um, freshman year, you know, everyone talks about like, you know, the freshman 15 and all of that stuff. And um, I luckily didn't really like struggle with that too much just because I had a pretty good like foundation um, with like nutrition and stuff like that. But I did... um, just kind of get away from fitness. And like, obviously with cheerleading being such like an intense sport, like just didn't really know like where my spot was with fitness. So, um, 
towards the end of my freshman year, I got kind of into, I don't know if you're familiar with like, but like the Kayla Itzinas, like BBG guides, <laughs> everyone was doing them and everyone like got these amazing results. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like I should get into that. So what I, is that? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with that at all. What is that? <laughs> yes. So basically there are these like guides that are like hit workouts. They're 20, I think 28 minutes, um, a piece, so, like super easy. And just like, a just like easy 28 minute workout that I was like, Oh, if like I can get like, you know, results like that in 28 minutes, three times a week, like I'll definitely do that. But definitely very hit based. Like I, I probably did like a thousand burpees in like the wow. course of that program. <laughs> like seriously, I, I like, I can tell you like in the past year, I've not done even, I don't even think I've done one burpee in the past year, which Good. has been fantastic. <laughs> but, um, but the, it was basically just super, super hit focus. So obviously like got some great, like short-term results with that program and got, you know, my foot into like fitness, got into the gym. And as that kind of like, you know, I did that program and got some results. I was like, Oh, this is pretty awesome. Like I'm going to keep working out. And like, that's kind of like the summer I got into golf more. I like moved home with my parents and they had their own like nice gym membership. So I'm like, I might as well use this. So I decided to, you know, like keep incorporating like weight training. And then like that kind of like stemmed into, um, kind of like dabbling more into the weight section and like kind of moving a little bit more away from cardio and, um, that stuff, but I still like didn't really have like a super great like grasp of nutrition. Like, yes, I understood like probably should have like protein, carb, and fat at each meal, which I'm thankful my parents like kind of like taught me that, but I didn't really understand like what my body needed. And I also didn't know like what that next step was to like get the results I truly wanted because obviously, like with fitness and like working out, like working out is one side of it, but nutrition is honestly like so huge, um, as well. So if you don't have both of those things kind of like, um, streamlined, it's going to be pretty difficult to get results. So I was like, where do I kind of, I, where I was like, where do I kind of go with like nutrition now? Because I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of fitness, which I I thought I did, but at this point, like now that I'm looking back, I'm like, Ooh, girl, we did, we were doing way too much cardio. But anyway, (laughs) um, I kind of got a, just wanted to get more into nutrition and decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to like cut my calories back because like, that's what you think of when you are, um, trying to get results nutrition wise, especially like when you're like a woman growing up with all of these, like, you know, standards and like, you just have so much stuff online. Like you should do this diet. You should, you know, cut carbs. You should do all this stuff. Keto. Like there's just so much stuff out there that I was like, truly like what, what's going to work for me. So I tried like literally everything and like nothing was getting results. Honestly, like it made me like just have like a poor relationship with food and just like I was realizing that like I still wasn't getting the results I wanted. And I'm like, okay, I'm working out. I'm feeling like I'm like, you know, doing all these diets and like it should be working, but it's just like truly not. Um, and I finally got to a point where I was just so frustrated and I was like, this is heading in a really like unhealthy and not like the best direction. Um, I guess you could say, um, for, you know, like myself, like my health, anything like that. And I found this coach on Instagram actually. And she, um, she, her clients had great results and she did macros. And I was like, huh, like I have like tried to track macros, but I just feel like I'm not really like, you know, doing the right, you know, macro split for my body and whatever. So I ended up contacting her and she basically told me like, yeah, you're eating like way, way too little for like what your body can suit or like needs to have to like burn um, off really. Um, I was eating around like, like without going into like numbers too much, like I, women should be like above 2000 calories. And like, I was eating like 15, 1400. Cause I thought that's like what you're supposed to. Um, and it really like, wasn't right for my body. So we basically did like some, um, metabolism restoration and things like that. And basically like fell in love with that process through and through and really realized through that, like, Oh my gosh, like 
I can eat so much food and like look so much better and feel so much better. And that was like really what got me like into fitness was like how it changed my life in like the best way possible. Like my energy levels, digestion, like all of the things like we don't really think about. Cause I think a lot of times we get really focused on like the physical aspect of like how we look maybe in the mirror, but we forget about like that relationship with food, like being able to be social and like also to like working out in a way that like you know, you're building muscle and you feel empowered and like getting in the gym and like, you're not going to get bulky, you know, if you're a woman and like kind of breaking those stereotypes too as well. Um, which kind of led me obviously to like be super inspired to help other people on this journey as well. And that's kind of like where we kind of lead off with today. Like I just wanted to really, um, also point people in this right direction and be like that, like guiding source light. And I always say like, I just want to pay it forward to others. Like, cause I wish someone would have like, you know, reached out to me to be like, Hey, like, you know, uh, do you need help with this? Or like, you know, what's kind of like, where are you at in your fitness journey? And like, what's like been your biggest challenge so far? And I really want to be like that source of like light and that source of like, education for other people. So that's sorry, amazing. that was like a really long winded answer, but it is just kind of a lot. I feel like everyone's story is long like that. So yeah, totally. No, that's why we invited you on is for you to tell your story. That's great. Um, such an interesting story. And I think, I think anybody who experiences the results that you're describing really does feel like it's almost like an obligation where they want to go out and, and share this with the world. Um, you mm-hmm. faced some interesting interesting challenges. First of all, graduating, you know, during the pandemic, pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could talk about that. And then also talking about, you know, what you thought your career path was going to be was not necessarily related to fitness. Can you tell us what that was like? Yeah, definitely. So it was so funny. So I was my senior year of college, 2020, um, had some interviews lined up. I was like ready to work basically probably in the marketing field. I graduated from the school of business with a degree in marketing. I also, I was going to be an accountant, like accounting major. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That wasn't really my thing. So I decided to graduate with a degree in marketing and basically, you know, we're in Utah. Um, I'm in Utah. Um, and basically like, there's so many like tech jobs and like, it's like a very up and coming job market. So I was like, okay, perfect. Can just like, you know, interview a few places, like get a job. Like I had some great, like leadership and like experience from college that, um, really like helped me in that aspect. But I was like, Hey, I was getting a couple of interviews in the book. So basically I had an interview and it was scheduled. I think it was like March 14th. Anyway, like the what the day before, like the world sh- or the day after the world shut down pretty much. Oh and I got, I got on my first interview and it was their like for, I think it was their first interview, like over zoom or like when they like first transitioned, to, like work from home. So were, it was like just weird for everyone. It was this weird experience. Needless to say, I didn't get the job. It was okay. Um, obviously it worked out for the best, but I'm a, I'm a person that really like likes to work and I like hate being like super like not busy, um, obviously like to a certain extent, if they're too busy, you know, there's two different kind of swings, the pendulum, but, um, I was like, I just need to like start working. Um, so I, um, asked my mom and my parents have a, um, beer distributor business basically. And they were like, you know what? Like you can like start working here for a couple of weeks, like, you know, get you busy, like get you like some work experience. But I definitely thought that I was going to go into like tech sales or like tech something. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like might as well just try this out for a couple of weeks, like see how I like it. And I ended up like really liking it. Like, yeah, my, my bosses were pretty cool. Like my mom, but, um, and <laughs> obviously my other bosses, um, but I got some great experience there. I'm not only like, you know, in sales and marketing and 
truly like learned so much stuff. Um, I went, I worked there for like a year kind of after graduation, but just because like the market, the job market was just like so insane. There was so much, obviously like, I hate the word that, but like uncertainty, like no one knew what was going on, which in like, kind of like looking back on it, like it was one of like the biggest like blessings for like my business. And obviously like having like the flexibility, you know, with a job like that, um, to be able to like build my business in the process as well. Yeah. So. Wow. Totally. And just for the listener, like if you're not, <laughs> if you're not in the Salt Lake area to make that uh-huh. time, like even more weird that March, that weekend March where everything shut down we, <laughs> in Salt Lake city, we experienced a pretty strong earthquake on like March 16th. Like, yeah. do you remember? So that? I think that was, the, that was the day of my interview. Now that I'm thinking about it. Cause I woke up and I woke up to an earthquake. I was like, oh, the world the world is ending. This is it. <laughs> oh, so weird to look back on. So absolutely bizarre. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that was a really interesting time that ended up, you know, in, in hindsight being a, a blessing in disguise for people that were willing to be creative and see things in a different way. And it sounds like that's what you were able to do. When when did you realize that your line of work that you thought you were gonna get into was not what you were gonna end up, you know, sticking with? Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like a weird experience because like I feel like in a way I still am doing a lot of things that I would have been doing in a job that I you know wanted to pursue, like sales, like marketing on social media or like marketing just in general or like analytics, like all of this stuff. Obviously, I incorporate on a daily basis, literally like, you know, every single day trying to optimize. Um, so it's kind of funny that I still use that kind of like, you know, experience that I needed to have for that. But, um, I think like probably, I mean, I was working obviously, um, at that, um, other company, um, for a while. And I just like started to just kind of, um, get more, obviously like that idea of like, I just really want to start something. Like I just like, I've always kind of felt like I had a very like entrepreneurial mindset as well. So I kind of always like had that in the back of my head. Like I, I'm definitely capable of like starting something on my own. And like, I would love to do that someday, but I I just don't know what it's going to be and whatever. And kind of like when coaching like kind of came up and I started this business and like obviously acquired some, you know, clients, I was like, this is actually like, you know, I have something here and like, I can do whatever, you know, I kind of want to do. Like you're at the very beginning of your career. Like, yeah, like I know I'm like, you know, a little bit younger than like some people, but like that's like, it's just a number. Like it's totally fine. Like just like kind of go for like what you want and your dreams. And, um, I mean, a lot of kids my age too, like went that corporate route, which is like awesome. Um, but I like kind of never really thought that that was like going to be me. I thought it would just be kind of like a starting point. So, wow. So initially it was kind of a side hustle to do coaching, but eventually became, you know, what you were doing full-time? Definitely. Yeah. So it was for sure a side hustle. Like when I first started and like the idea like came about, I um, was actually at dinner with my parents. And I was like, I have like a kind of a crazy idea. Like what if I started like coaching some people because I'd had friends like approach me and be like, I would really love for you to train me. And I when, once you get like recognition from like other people, like that they're interested in something like that, you're like, huh, like I, I obviously I have some, I have something here, like something like people want, obviously. Um, but definitely it was like, um, kind of like a crazy experience, just like how fast it grew and how many people like, you know, I 
had wanting to, you know, have my help and like want to like join the community. And um, I had a fitness Instagram um, for like two years before I started my coaching, like a year and a half before I started coaching. So I had like, you know, kind of a social presence, but like, you know, like under a thousand followers, like it was more so just for me and like, cause I thought it was fun. Um, not cause it was like my job basically. Um, but um, obviously I got some people from that and then just like continue to grow from there. Oh, that's great. Did you always know you wanted an online model? I think that the, you know, the industry is changing so much and changed so much during the pandemic. It's part of the reason why we started our own business is just that we noticed that people's behaviors were changing and they were less inclined to go to a big corporate gym and more inclined to work out at home or work out outside or do different things that they hadn't done before. Did you kind of recognize that that paradigm was going to stick and more people wanted to do online training versus in person? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like I was always kind of like biased towards online just because like that's where my first coach was. And I realized like how many people you can reach that aren't just like in your geographical like area, I guess you could say. Um, so I was always just kind of like, I want to be an online coach and to like, I had other people I followed on social media that I was like extremely inspired by that they were coaching all these like, you know, women and people from like across the country and like how amazing that is to like make an impact from, you know, coast to coast and now like worldwide too, which is fantastic. Um, but I, I honestly never really considered like doing in person, like not because like, obviously, not because in person is bad. Like, I think it's like fantastic. It's just something that I never like really um, like considered doing just because like I, you know, had done an online coach and it was super like successful for me. And I kind of wanted to build an online model into, I was like really interested in like the social media aspect and like um, building a business like in that way. So yeah, that's yes. amazing. I think it's such a cool lesson in using your individual gifts that all of us have. We all have a skill set that is very unique. And oftentimes, you know, for me personally, I get stuck in kind of an imposter um, syndrome kind of mindset where I think like, what can I do or say that somebody isn't already doing or saying and giving to people, you know, how, mm -hmm. how can I, you know, present something that's more unique. And I found, especially mm -hmm. through podcasting that yes, we all have individual voices and all the experience that doesn't really seem like it's related to what we're currently doing. It all adds up and it all creates a mm -hmm. unique thing that you can then use to share with people that will connect with people in a way that maybe other people won't have the ability to connect with. And I think your story mm -hmm. just proves that, you know, all the experience you did with marketing and business just helped you so much in the fitness world. I, mm -hmm. I think it's so cool to take all those different talents and combine them into something that's very unique. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I think a lot of people get caught up with being like, there's so many trainers out there. There's so many like online fitness coaches, like where, like, why does it matter if like, you know, I join or like, who's going to want to like coach with me? Cause there's so many other people, which I mean, I never really had that mindset, but I've seen other people have that mindset, but everyone's story is so different. Everyone's skill set is so different. Everyone vibes with different people. Um, and like, it definitely is just like a very specific, unique thing. Like whenever I hop on a, like a discovery call with a client, like I want to make sure it's a good fit. And if it's, if it's not a good fit, like I'll be very like upfront, you know, like I want this to be like a good fit and I want us to like really um have that kind of like alignment with each other um because ultimately like that's going to be you know the biggest thing but I think a lot of people lose sight of that that like everyone is unique everyone has their own story everyone is going to relate to something um differently but I think you know it's fun to have kind of a different background than like you know just fitness like I have like you know obviously like my college background and then like um other things and just like that also just like unexpected like I didn't really like no, I was going to end up here, which is like 
awesome now like kind of looking back at it I'm like oh this is like everything kind of like happened for a reason so yeah that's amazing I love that outlook you know when we can look back and see that everything happened for a reason and we can understand that that will continue happening in the future for us and we don't need to be so anxious about the future mm -hmm. it's cool too to be able to have that mindset I think you really need to have a creative mindset versus a competition mindset I mean this week mm -hmm. alone we're we're interviewing and promoting people two different people that are trainers in our exact same industry that are in our same mm -hmm. geographical area. And you would think like mm -hmm. all of us are competing and, you know, fighting for clients. And if somebody signs up with you, they don't sign up with us. And that's just not mm -hmm. true. Like when, when you have a creative mindset, you understand that you've got something to offer and there's so many people out there that need help. We can all work together to be mm -hmm. able to share this message of health and fitness in a way that's creating versus like competing with each other. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like, I have to look at it in like a way that there is, there is no shortage of clients and that's, I have a business coach too. And they're always saying, you know, there's no shortage of clients. Like we're not here to compete with each other. And like, I work with so many other, like really awesome, like fitness professionals that, yeah, we might have a similar target market, but you know, we're still getting, you know, similar people, but in a different way, you know, it's just, it's kind of crazy, but there's no shortage. So yeah. <laughs> everyone needs help. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> in some way. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I want to go back and maybe talk about some of the fitness principles and nutrition principles that you've learned along the way and things you've changed your mind about. The first thing I really want to talk about is the reverse diet. Like you, like you said, like recovering mm -hmm. metabolism. I was fortunate enough mm -hmm. for most of my career, uh, to work over a decade on a metabolic cart where we could actually measure people's metabolic rates and how many calories they were burning. And we would always see that if somebody did some form of like a crash diet, they limited their calories. And then they did similar to what you were describing where they were just burning a ton of calories through doing, mm -hmm. especially like cardio or high intensity work. Mm -hmm. We would typically see that their metabolic rate would be lower than normal, mm -hmm. which means they were crashing their own metabolisms and sending mm -hmm. messages to their body that, that said, you know, you need to burn less calories. Can you talk about what your experience was like with that and what it was like, again, to go through that amazing process that you described of, the, of reverse dieting? Yes, definitely. So reverse dieting is a huge part of my coaching and just like how I, especially like once I started like coaching clients, like how much I realized like how prevalent and important it is. And obviously I knew it was important before. And this is kind of like a reason why like it really stemmed me to get into like fitness and nutrition because, um, a lot of people, you know, have experienced a lot of these like crash diets. And that's something that I experienced, you know, firsthand. I remember like counting my calories to like 1200 and like, that's not what like my, you know, total daily energy expenditures is a whole other topic, but that's definitely not even close to what that is. So it's basically considered like a crash diet because I think, you know, it's important to kind of like define like what a crash diet is. It's like, you know, something that's not going to be sustainable, something that is not going to be um, like results will be, you know, maintainable over time either. And honestly, it can be very damaging to not only your, you know, metabolism, but also like your hormonal health and all of that stuff. So it's definitely something, you know, if a diet seems like too good to be true, this is like what me and my assistant coach always say to our clients, but like if a diet seems too good to be true. Like it probably is. So we definitely like, don't want to like kind of question that and like see those like dieting, like red flags. Um, but definitely like with like, uh, going through a bunch of like crash diets and what I kind of a trend I've seen with women is that, you know, they'll try a crash diet and then it won't work and then they'll gain weight back or, you know, whatever They're, they gain back more than they even like, you know, lost or whatever the case, worst case scenario. But, um, a lot of people just like kind of are repetitively like going through these dieting phases and failing and realizing that that doesn't work. So I'm just going to try the next thing, which kind of ends up obviously, like you said, kind of like 
ruining, not ruining, but you know, really down-regulating your metabolism. I always say like your metabolism isn't broken. It's just down-regulated. Um, so definitely that is something if a client comes to me and they have a very big dieting history, um, it is something to very like consider obviously and see like where their metabolism is at before even giving them a plan. Um, we're really big over here on making sure that we have like the best plan, um, for their body, for their health, for their metabolism, for their hormonal health as well. Um, and a really big part of that is like their prior dieting history. Um, so, um, definitely like with what happened with like me is like that my calories were, you know, a lot lower. So like my coach took into consideration, obviously dieting history and we implemented a reverse diet and basically in like short term in short um, explanation, but a reverse diet is just like slowly increasing your calories over time. Um, so you can get to a point where your metabolism is, you know, fully functioning, usually for women, like a good functioning, like metabolic metabolism is kind of around like, um, 1900 to like 2,500 calories that kind of like give or take, obviously your like body's, um, composition and, um, things like that. Everyone was super different. Um, but definitely want to get to a point where, um, we are maintaining our weight at a lot of higher calories and it might seem this like fictional thing. And like when I tell women that they could be eating it over 2000 calories, they're like, Abby, no, that's not true. Like I'll never get to that point, but until you live it. And I remember just getting to that point of like eating above 2000 calories and being like, literally what is this magic and it's not really magic at all it's just you know upright regulating your metabolism and really restoring it and getting it to a place that it should be and honestly like, that's where our body thrives our body thrives at like a maintenance zone it thrives when it's you know at that high amount of calories and um definitely just like with all these like kind of dangerous um diets and all this stuff on you know tiktok and social media that um can be like super negative especially when women are experiencing this like from a young age um it can definitely like mess up with your metabolism but but it's not something that's, you know, broken forever. It can definitely like be restored. Um, and that's something we really help, um, our clients with a lot. Um, a lot of clients come to us and they think, Oh, like I'm, you know, eating, you know, a, a lot of calories, but like in reality, it's like your metabolism has just like downregulated to that amount. And we got to restore it a little bit before we even think about like entering into like a dieting phase, um, first and foremost. So yeah. Did gotcha. that kind of explain your yeah. question? No, totally. That was a great, <laughs> okay. that was a great explanation. You mentioned adding, there's a ton of, there's a little ton to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. One thing I wanted to just reiterate is you mentioned when you are doing a reverse diet, you want to be very gradual in adding back the calories. You don't want to do it all at once. What, what kind of rate do you, do you think that most people get the best results when they're starting to add more calories back to the diet to kind of recover that metabolic rate? Yeah. So typically, basically we'll like look at a client and everyone, obviously it's different. I feel like all fitness and and nutrition answers are always, it depends. Um, but I think like usually every like, you know, couple of weeks adding in, you know, 80 to 150 calories is probably like kind of an amount that like we kind of shoot for, but there's a couple of things like to consider with this, like how is your consistency been? What is your biofeedback looking like? Um, you know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a little bit hungrier? Cause like sometimes, you know, um, your body is like, just wants the food so bad. And like all of a sudden your metabolism just like starts like, you know, firing up and it's like, Oh, I'm hungry again. Or like a lot of times too, like we lose, um, kind of like our, our hunger hormones. Um, there's basically like two hunger hormones called ghrelin and leptin. And when you do like crash diet for a long time, like those things can get like really kind of out of whack. So like kind of learning to restore those and like all this stuff kind of comes back. Um, but I think like results wise, like typically we try to do like every couple of weeks, but everyone is super different. Some people can move at a faster rate. Some people are a little bit slower, but that's like the advantage of having a coach to work with on something like this is like, they can look at you and be like, okay, like let's make an increase. Um, but if you're doing it on your own, 
Um, I think, you know, you totally could. It's just something like, it is kind of scary, especially for women to be like, okay, like, let's eat more food. Um, uh, just like from my experience. And like, I think like, just thinking back to like my first reverse diet, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a little bit scary. But um, in the end, you got to kind of like think of like the big picture and like what that long-term vision is rather than like kind of what the short-term is. But um, I mean, the purpose of a reverse diet too, like isn't to like lose weight. Um, it's to destroy your metabolism. And obviously there's like a few different outcomes from a reverse diet. Like a lot of people experience really fantastic though, like body recomposition. So basically like losing a little bit of body fat and gaining muscle. Um, so it's a really awesome though phase, like for, you know, anyone that has like a downregulated metabolism, regardless of whether it was intentional or not intentional. So, yeah, no, that's a really good point. You mentioned something that I know you're very good at with your coaching, which is individualization and understanding mm -hmm. that all of us are very different. I mean, we find ourselves, over here at Boundless Body, you know, more kind of kind of in the low carbohydrate space. It's just kind of what we've gravitated to and it's what we specialize in. So that's what we we do. And, and at the same time, we also have to acknowledge that that doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's so mm -hmm. interesting about nutrition, but also equally like frustrating is that, you know, we want to tell the same thing to all these different people and it just doesn't work. It, nutrition is so individualized and even in the same person, what is working today might not work in the future. And so being nimble and being able to make different recommendations and being really individualistic, I think is really smart. You mentioned a few metrics that you kind of um, work with people on to determine how things are going. You mentioned feeling really good. Do you think that's one of the more important things to look at and when you're considering whether something is working or not is just simply how the person is feeling? Yeah, so definitely. I mean, when it kind of assessing progress, we look at a bunch of different things. Um, we have a really in-depth like check-in process where basically they um, will also fill out, you know, like biofeedback measures, which kind of like also in turns like turn kind of shows like how they are feeling in a sense. Cause like, it's like, okay, how are you feeling? Like kind of based on like from last week. Um, but if we have like that, like solid data on like a scale of one to five, how's your sleep, how's your hunger, how's your energy, how's your stress levels, um, all of that stuff, we can get like a really good picture on how they're truly feeling. Um, but definitely like, I mean, if they're like really like enjoying the plan, like to be honest, like a plan that someone's going to stick to is going to be a plan that they like to do. And it's something that they obviously like are getting results from whether it is physical or it's like mental um, results as well. And I mean, definitely some, everything is so custom and, um, very individualized to the person. Like I, I can tell you right now, like every single one of my clients has a slightly different kind of approach because everyone's, you know, personality type is different. Everyone responds to things differently. Their body does. And, um, that's just part of like the fun. And that's the part of like, you know, having a bunch of clients and really like learning that um, process and being like resourceful, you know, with kind of like encountering all these different um, approaches. And, but everyone is so different and it's always like a fun, you know, thing to figure out. So yeah, totally. I've just did everybody's an individual puzzle to kind of figure out. Mm -hmm. I, I really love that approach. Mm -hmm. You uh, coach a lot with macros and I think people have a lot of misconceptions and, and I think it starts with what macros even are. Can you explain to people what, what we what are talking about when we talk about macros, what they are and how you use that to help coach people with our nutrition? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, we personally like teach the macro approach. We also have other nutrition methods. Cause as I said before, like everyone is so different. Some people, you know, um, don't want to, you know, track macros, but I always try to stress like what the meaning is of macros and like why we kind of do it. And like the one, why on all of the protocols, not just, you know, nutrition. Um, but, um, basically macros are built out of, um, 
protein, carbs, and fats, and they make up your total like daily calories. And it is kind of like a flexible way to diet because basically um, what we kind of teach over here is like the 80-20 approach. So like 80% of your food should be whole foods. 20% can be like, you know, enjoying yourself, you know, whether that's like, you know, a glass of wine, a piece of chocolate, like whatever that kind of is. But I want to like establish that balance for our clients. And so basically if you have that 80-20 approach and you kind of like hit your macros in a sense, which is basically, you know, hitting your protein goal, hitting your fat goal, hitting your um, carb goal. And it's something that is very custom and individualized based on the person and all of their stats. Um, But basically that's like kind of like what we coach to. Um, One big thing that people get really nervous about, about macros, like it seems like really scary. Even me just explaining right now, I'm like to like the average person that has like never heard about macros. It seems like, oh my gosh, like this seems like a lot of information. And one great thing about like, you know, our program, And if you like work with like, you know, a coach or something like that is like a good coach should like really take you through the process and really teach you like, you know, from like ground zero, like how, like what a macro is, um, really get them like submerged in it. Because the amazing thing about macros is really learning how to build your plate. Um, and the purpose of macros isn't to do it forever. It's to just really gain a solid knowledge on how to eat, how to, um, eat for your goals, but also eat for a lifestyle that you enjoy, you know, having that balance, having, um, you know, being able to go out with friends and go out on trips. I always say like, you know, if you can't take your, you know, quote unquote diet on a vacation, or you feel like you couldn't do this forever, it's probably something you shouldn't be doing. Um, so that is like a, an approach, um, we really take, but we also like coach our clients on like how, um, to, you know, you don't have to like bring your food scale out forever. Like, I don't expect you to, you know, be a grandma, like um, at the end of your life, like trying to, you know, weigh out your food. Like that is like not really like the purpose of it. It's to really just like learn about food and then eventually like kind of transition more into like a more intuitive approach, like based on the skills you've learned in your tool belt. That is such a great point. I love that. I love that you make it seem like it's not something you're going to do forever. I think people get locked into thinking mm-hmm. that they have to eat this exact diet and they do have to weigh their food. They do have to track mm-hmm. everything for the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. no, it's, it's, you're right. It's like building a skill that, you know, mm-hmm. once you learn that skill, it's yours for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And speaking on skills, I have to say one of the biggest challenges that I face when I'm doing nutrition coaching with people is mm-hmm. skills in the kitchen. It seems like mm-hmm. more and more, it, it, this is becoming such a limiting factor. That's it, it's it's one thing to tell somebody you know how to eat, but it's a whole different thing to tell somebody how to eat when they don't know how to use a chef's knife. They don't mm-hmm. you know cook their own food. They don't know how to prepare their food. They don't have any of those skills in the kitchen. Is that mm-hmm. something you come across quite a bit? Like where people have limiting factors in the kitchen, and how do you work with people that way? Yes, for sure. So I mean, when I first started out, I definitely that was a bottleneck in my process. But I um, really came up with some like, good recipes like for myself. And obviously, like this is the skill, just like anything like, you know, when you were first learning math in school, it's like kind of a similar thing, you just got to keep working on it. And all of a sudden, like you feel a lot more confident. But we definitely have clients ranging from, you know, not wanting to literally spend like more than two minutes in the kitchen to clients that are like actually chef, actually chefs and they like share their um, recipes in our client group text. Like we love, you know, both ends of the spectrum and they help us all out. Um, but definitely that is something we encounter and something we also like really stress is like, it is totally fine to have 
very simple meals, you know, and we want you to enjoy your meals. Like one of the great things about, you know, like counting macros and having that flexibility is like, you can have the food that you truly like. And I think a lot of people like get really scared about cooking and they're like, well, I can't prepare this, you know, meal plan, or I can't prepare this meal. Um, and that becomes like almost an excuse for them not to, you know, continue on their nutrition goal when it shouldn't be an excuse really at all, because, you know, to be honest, like when you kind of break it down, like everything with food can be super simple. So we really encourage our clients, you know, like if it's just, you know, like you can definitely pull out some deli turkey and put it onto a rice cake with some, you know, spinach. Like it's not like it's like has to be this like crazy, like, you know, chef experience, you know, but definitely we, we give our clients to like recommendations on like, you know, what kind of sources of protein to put together a bunch of like different easy meal sources. And we have an entire like resource library of, um, like recipes and stuff that is like, you're ranging from, you know, on the easier side to like, you know, not as easy, but like the biggest thing is like just having things food you enjoy, because if it's not going to be something you don't like, like you're not going to like stick to it. So it's fine if you like, you know, like the quote unquote bro meal. Um, and I, I like those too, because they're easy to make, but we also want to make sure we're like teaching you how to enjoy your food and also know that like, you know, nothing's off limits, but also we want to make sure that, you know, it's easy for you to cook because if it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be something you can maintain long-term. So. Yeah, totally, totally agree. We just hosted Dr. Bill Schindler on our show for the second time. Mm -hmm. And he wrote the book, eat like a human. And he was talking mm -hmm. about how like you want to take one step kind of closer to the food, get a little closer to the food. If you're, you know, if you're always eating out, try preparing a simple meal at home. If you can do that, mm -hmm. then try to, you know, get the individual ingredients that are just one ingredient foods and make a meal from scratch and just whatever it is, mm -hmm. get a little closer. And, you know, he, he really tried to not come across like this is, this is, it's not supposed to be a pain in the ass. This might take mm -hmm. a little bit more time and energy, but that's because this is really important. You really need to be mindful about your food because otherwise you're going to end up with any kind of chronic disease or you're going to be overweight. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be happy. It does require mm -hmm. a bit of attention and you're right. You mm -hmm. can make it very simple, but it's worthwhile when you start feeling better and, and start burning mm -hmm. fat. It's, it's so much better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And too, like I have my clients like look at things that they like really enjoy eating out and then trying to make it, you know, at home, but like more, you know, macro friendly with maybe some more fiber and like things like that. That's a huge tip that like, once I started incorporating, you know, I, maybe if I was really craving like a burger or something like that, like it's totally fine to like go out and get that every, from time to time, but not, you know, every day. So like I would maybe create a more, you know, macro friendly burger with like a lower fat, like, you know, good beef. And then, um, maybe like make it lettuce wrapped or like have it on a salad or like something like that to just like kind of curb that craving not fight it but like just come up with something that's a little more creative and a little bit like you know a little bit better for your goals so yeah that's great let's talk a little bit about fitness i'm curious to know like what things you thought originally were true about health and fitness especially on the fitness and exercise side that, that your thinking has evolved with over time yeah, definitely. So, um, I definitely used to be a very big, like cardio buddy. And I thought that was the only way to reach my goals. Um, as I kind of said in my fitness journey before I was doing, you know, hit workouts, treadmill time, um, Zumba, which all that stuff is awesome. And I still really enjoy it. And Zumba is a very fun workout. I have to say that I did a summer at home with my mom and we went like every day. Um, but it's not something that I guess if you're thinking about like physique goals, like if your physique goal is to, you know, be more muscularly toned because ultimately women say toned, but that 
what that kind of like pairs down to is like building a little bit of shape and building a little bit of muscle. Um, and if that's your goal, you know, strength training is going to be like probably like the best option, like resistance training wise, you know, and you know, whether that is, you know, picking up dumbbells and like really following like a set program or even just, you know, like doing Pilates and having some like resistance training, that is going to be like the best way to build muscle. And one thing that was like, just like such a game changer to my journey was like when I stopped focusing on like the calorie burn and more so focused on like how my workouts are doing and thinking of like the long term kind of approach, um, with strength training. Um, one thing a lot of people kind of get caught up with, with strength training is that they're like, okay, well I didn't burn, you know, as many calories as I do. in um, you know, orange theory or like whatever, like a cardio class. I'm like, okay, well let's think about like the long term, you know, vision, um, with strength training, you know, we put on muscle, which actually helps you to burn more calories at rest. So like long-term investment wise, you know, putting in more time to strength training and building muscle is going to be more advantageous. And also you're going to get that toned look you want. Cause if we're just cutting our, our, you know, doing a ton of cardio, eating low food, we basically just become a smaller version of ourselves. We don't, um, really have that like shape that we really want. Um, so that is just kind of like a really big thing that kind of changed for me is like incorporating strength training and really getting serious about it, going through, you know, a building phase, getting uncomfortable, eating food and really realizing like, okay, like I'm a woman and I'm like, not going to get like bulky per se, unless I'm like, you know, going like super extreme to like, you know, other things that we don't need to talk about, but, um, definitely for like the average woman and like, they don't really need to like fear that. And that's definitely something I was scared of. It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm literally going to look like a man with like, that's like not the case. And I feel like it's been debunked by a lot of people. Uh, but it's still something that is scary and that women like, you know, have that misconception with, but overall, you know, muscle is great, not only for how you look, but also like your long-term like health and longevity. So we talk about this with our clients all the time and it's putting the question back on the client and saying like, okay, do, would you rather burn 500 calories being a hot, sweaty mess on the treadmill and have to do that like every single day? Or would you rather burn 500 calories a day just being you and not changing anything just by increasing your metabolic rate? And I think most people, mm -hmm. when they hear that would totally understand that. Yeah, I would rather do the latter. I would rather just burn more calories naturally on my own because I'm eating the right amount and doing the proper exercise. Mm-hmm so much better. And I mean, you're not like running yourself into the ground either. Like with cardio, like it comes to a point where your body adapts and it's like, okay, like, are you going to, you know, increase cardio more? Are you going to lower your food? Like where do you kind of go? Like you kind of run yourself into the ground, um, with strength training, it's fine. Cause your body's always trying to adapt to the strength training too, but it's building muscle in the process and, you know, sitting on the couch and burning calories just because of your, you know, uh, resting, you know, metabolic rate is awesome. So. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Something you just alluded to, uh, is a great segue to my next question, which is all about periodization. Can you tell the listener mm -hmm. what periodization is, what it means and why it's important to incorporate into a strength training program? Yeah, definitely. So, um, kind of like for like the basic, like average client, what we kind of like want to look at when we're doing that, um, with like programming and periodization and all of that stuff is a lot of people come to us and they're just been kind of like bopping around program to program. And they'll be like, Oh, just like kind of maybe do like an arm day here or there. Or like, maybe they're just like doing cardio as a whole. And one thing we really want to optimize is like their training and really express to them, like how important it is to really follow a good training program, like to a T. 
um, because that is what is going to get, you know, the best results for them along with their nutrition as well. Um, so definitely one thing we do is like, we look at a client, you know, experience level, what equipment they have, um, all of that stuff. We really want to take that all into account when kind of like programming for them, because obviously if someone is like more beginner, we're not going to, um, you know, start them out doing something really, you know, extreme, um, especially, you know, even if they're advanced, we don't really do like extreme stuff, but you know, things that are like maybe more scary to a beginner. So like, you know, the barbells, and especially since we're online, we really want to um, express to our clients, like send us form videos. Like, you know, we really want to see how your like form is. We also have like an app that has like videos on it. Anyway, so side, side note, but, and that's how we kind of like do that online perspective with that. But like when incorporating, you know, a good training program, we, um, try to do like different, um, you know, rep ranges. And I think a lot of people get caught up with like, okay, I need to just be in like, you know, the eight to 12 rep range, or I need to be super high reps because super high reps, you know, builds lean muscle, which is like totally like not true. Um, I think there's like a lot of misconceptions with that, but I think like just optimizing, you know, going back and forth from, you know, low rep range to high rep range and really testing out, you know, strength ranges and, um, all of that stuff and just like really challenging our clients in that way. Um, as well as just like having them stick to a program for, you know, four to six weeks. That's like kind of like what our, um, um, how we kind of program our clients, but obviously everyone is different. Um, I mean, I've had times where I stick to a program for, you know, like eight to 12 weeks, which I don't know. Um, can be seen as like a positive or negative, but you know, some people get bored with their program as well. Um, and are just kind of like want to switch it up, but we definitely encourage our clients. Like we shouldn't be bopping around, you know, every single week, like we're going to stick to this program. We're going to really trust the process, you know, take those rest periods and really, um, make sure that we are um, utilizing the programming in the way, like we rotate in a certain way to get you results you want and to just like really trust the process. And what we've found is that like clients really fall in love with weight training because they realize the importance and value of, progressive overload and like oh my gosh like coach abby like i'm getting stronger like i feel so much better in the gym i just picked up you know the 20 pound dumbbells when i first started i was picking up the fives like that's fantastic and that's even like another like form of progress um that we like sometimes like don't even really like think about is like oh like i'm getting stronger like that's so like cool um especially like for women when they have that like realization that's really fantastic so yeah yeah. totally that's great no i think when somebody is thinking about what they're going to do for an exercise program it's really about writing the line between okay these are the principles i need to do these same certain things you know with my workouts Mm -hmm. and i want to stick with those generalized principles but at the same time i don't want to get bored doing the same thing and Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know get my body accustomed doing the same thing it sounds like your approach Mm -hmm is really great for helping people, you know, stay engaged and stay interested in their programs and also keeps their body guessing about what's coming next. Yeah, definitely. And we're super big about, you know, obviously incorporating like compound lifts and like getting them, you know, progressively overloading on their squats and their, you know, their deadlifts and really like perfecting those like, you know, basic movements that, you know, not only do we need, you know, for fitness sake, but like, even just like when we get older, you know, like sitting down and like, um, it's all going to be like really important things, um, you know, just like for, for range of motion and like overall strength. So really like also teaching them and like educating them on like why they're doing these things rather than just like giving them a program and being like, okay, here you go, stick to it. Um, so they really understand like that, like why behind it. Totally. No, I love that for somebody, you know, a lot of people listening have probably tried some form of diet or workout program, but maybe there's Mm -hmm. also listeners who are kind of new to this and don't even know maybe like where to start, or maybe they're getting really intimidated because you're right. There is so much, you know, false information and myths online. It's easy to get sucked into weird rabbit holes and and get really confused and, and become, um, you know, not willing to, to do anything because you don't know exactly what to do. What would you give as far as advice to somebody who is just starting out in their health and fitness journey? 
Definitely. So I think like one big thing to like kind of think about is like rather than like taking away a bunch of stuff, like thinking about like what you can add in as well as not like trying to go from like zero to a hundred. I think a lot of people get really caught up with like, okay, I need to cut out um, sugar, flour, all this stuff. I have to add in like thousands of minutes of cardio. It's like, okay, no, like that's maybe not like the right approach. How about we just focus on like adding in a walk? And then adding in a gallon of water like the week after and then maybe the week after, you know, making sure we get like eight hours of sleep. Like it can start with like habit stacking. And that's like kind of what we're really big on over here is like building those like basic habits and really getting you streamlined with like your overall like internal like basic things. Because I think a lot of people get really caught up in like the extreme diet or like trying to have like the perfect workout plan when it's like, okay, well, how is your, you know, water? Are you getting, you know, 30, 30 grams of fiber? Are you, you know, doing whatever it might be? That's like a very basic thing that if we don't have those mastered, like we don't need to focus on like all of these like crazy things. So I think just like really focusing on like those things you can add in, like, you know, adding in water, adding in a walk, adding in some more veggies, like that's a great way to start out. And you'd be surprised on like how many people we, we, we can give protocols too that's literally just like a water step and sleep protocol and they immediately you know feel better after a week and it's like that's just like you know a basic thing that our body you know needs but if we don't focus on it's something that's like really detrimental to progress and that's going to be detrimental throughout whether we you know have a perfect diet or a perfect um you know workout plan so yeah, that's great. It sounds like it's it's really about getting a small win for somebody that will then make them more likely to get another small win and another small win. And you're starting this kind of positive cascade. And you're right, the habit mm-hmm. stacking is is so critical to to be able to build in to somebody's life because it, it then can become something that's really automatic um, and and really beneficial for somebody when they're doing it every single day, even if it's just something really small. I'm curious to know just off the top of your head if you can think of one or two of your favorite like success stories that can be big or small or anything that just comes to mind. Um, what are some of your favorite success stories? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I've had a couple clients now that have been with me, you know, almost like a year now, which is crazy to kind of like think back on. Um, but like, I've had some clients come to me with just like very like poor relationship with food, had no clue how to strength train. Um, you know, maybe like, you know, looked good, like looked like a, you know, normal person. Like they didn't have, you know, like a ton of weight to lose, or, like it wasn't like affecting their health too much, but they just wanted to feel better. And, um, a couple of these people, you know, have come to me and I've been like, okay, well, like, let's put you on a reverse diet. And like, you know, this one girl, I'm kind of like thinking, of right now, like she's um, awesome, and she really just was like, "Okay, Coach Abby, like I'm gonna trust the process. I'm going to, you know, have me you increase my calories to like 2,200 plus, like add in strength training, like just really like you know soaked it in and really like took the process, um, just like." in control of herself and, um, really was incredible with like restoring her relationship with food. And like, I think a lot of people think about like, Oh, I just want to see that like end result. It's like, is awesome. But also just like, kind of like knowing that like road and journey ahead, um, is like kind of what's going to like really, um, enforce all those like habits kind of like going throughout. And she is like, just kind of completely just like blown me out of the water. Just like, Oh my gosh, like how much um, she has grown as a person and not only, you know, as like a, you know, client, but also just like in her personal life as well, like how it can transform your mental health and your physical health and your relationship with food and going out to eat with your boyfriend and all of that stuff is like, you know, things that um, we try to, you know, incorporate over here. And I mean, you know, also to like on the other spectrum, like people that like need to like lose weight and do it in a sustainable way, like people that have, you know, bounced or 
around from um, like program to program. I have like one client kind of in mind, but um, she, you know, had bounced around to like every single program in the books. And uh, she finally, she was like, I'm just sick of this. Like why I, I'm not getting results. So she joined with me. She was like a little, a little bit skeptical. I think after you've kind of had been burned by a few things, um, you get a little bit skeptical and she's really found like a very sustainable weight loss plan. And we're like 20 pounds down, which is awesome. Um, but it just that does take that right, you know, person. And also like something that's going to be sustainable, something that you got to see that big picture with and come up with like sustainable um, habits. So Totally. I think it's so important what you mentioned to appreciate the journey. I think most people do mm -hmm. wish we had like a magic wand that we could just wave and get them the results that they wanted. But I think a lot of people would realize they wouldn't be any happier if we could do that for them because there's no value there. They didn't do any mm -hmm. of the work and the value really comes on being consistent and mm -hmm. doing the workouts and doing them, you know, with that kind of consistency that, yeah, maybe you didn't want to wake up early on a Tuesday, but that's what builds your character. And that's what, you know, makes, makes the journey so much more important. And that journey just continues on for the rest of life. Life and that's where all the value is. I'm so glad you mm -hmm. hit on that. That's great. Tell us where you think um, online and, and virtual coaching will be in the future. Do you think this is something that's going to grow or do you think this is something that as the world comes back online after the pandemic, people are going to want to be more in person? Yeah, so definitely, I think it's a very like great growth market just from kind of where like technology is heading as a whole, you know, it's like this metaverse and all this stuff kind of going on. I think that um, the online kind of space is just going to continue to grow. I think though that like still there's going to be people that just really benefit from that like in-person aspect, which is like awesome too and everyone's so different. Um, but definitely with like the online as it just continues to get better and like, you know, there's more platforms and there's so much more to learn and, you know, it's so accessible now. Like, you know, if you think Think about like back in the day, you'd have to like search, you know, um, just basically in your area for like that best trainer. It's like, well, what if like, you know, that person's not there. So now that you can access like pretty like much like anyone in the world, you know, it's, it's there's both positives and negatives to that. Um, finding like, you know, good, good coaches and good people. But I think um, definitely it is a very big like growth market and people, you know, they want um, that flexibility. They want to be able to, you know, go on their phone and have, you know, an app that basically guides them through everything. Like it's like an easy thing for them to do um as well but i think you know obviously there's still benefits to like being in person um but you know online space i think will just continue to grow as like you know online as a whole continues to grow yeah so much room to grow either way that's amazing mm -hmm. what does it look like exactly if somebody wanted to work with you um how does that process work and how does your online coaching program help your clients um it, like like practically like what does it, it look like exactly yeah definitely so um basically like my program kind of looks like we do like an application process we want to make sure it's like a good fit for you so um what if you want to like you know apply um i have like a link both on my website my instagram bio um all of that stuff and basically you just like submit an application and then from there we'll hop on a zoom call and just like make sure it's a good fit just like kind of you know chat and go over everything um it's pretty easy process but we just want to make sure obviously like we're both going to um have a good fit with this and that i can you know be obviously like the solution um to your problem um but kind of like just like looking at it from like a coaching perspective, you know, once we get the client onboarded, um, we have a very great like questionnaire onboarding system. We have, um, an app that basically, you know, tracks your, um, you know, accountability aspects, all of like your nutrition stuff kind of like tracks that app. Um, we have, uh, basically like 
a client group chat. Um, one thing that we really wanted to like really focus on with this like program is um, making sure that we still had a really great like community and experience because obviously it is online and I know online can sometimes like feel a little bit lonely. So we have um, monthly community Zoom calls. We're actually having on one this week on Reverse Society, which is exciting. Um, we have um, the client group chat, obviously. Um, all of like your workouts and stuff are on the app. So we're definitely getting a lot of touch points um, to you and your coach. Um, your coach also um, has 24-6 access. So you can definitely like, you know, text your coach, you know, 24-6 for anything you kind of need in the process. You want to make sure this is like a very, um, you know, program where you can just like get that, um, you know, resources you need and also just like build that relationship um, with them as well um, throughout like the process. But yeah, we'd have completely com custom, you know, programming and nutrition protocols, everything, every single program looks different. Um, and we definitely like personalize it and, you know, do weekly check-ins to make sure that you're making progress if we need to make any adjustments. Um, things like that. But obviously I'm biased, um, but it's been a great program, really successful for a lot of people. And um, I'm excited to just like continue growing it. So that's fantastic. And speaking of growth, you can't really go through this process of coaching other people without experience, a lot of growth yourself. Uh, curious to know, how have you become a better coach since you started this business? Yeah, definitely. So I think like once I started the business, I obviously knew there was going to be like a little bit of like a learning curve, not only with like the business side, but like obviously like coaching as well. And definitely just like within like the past year of like coaching and really getting in the trenches with everything, I've learned so much and also done like a ton of like research on my own, obviously with like my certification too. Um, but I mean, one thing I like didn't really realize is like how different every single person is and how beautiful that is as well. And kind of like, as you, you know, get more people, you understand like kind of like what needs to be personalized for every single person and, um, what needs to be added to the program to optimize that and to really like fit everyone's needs. Cause you know, um, it's hard to be able to fit, you know, every single person's needs. Um, but something that we did, what I try to do in like one of our values is like innovation. So just like always trying to innovate to like, you know, fit that person and fit that mold and try to give like everyone kind of like, you know, the experience they desire and want. And I mean, too, with like the business side, just like trying to grow that as well as like has been challenging, but I have, you know, a great support system, great mentors. Um, I, you know, really seek counsel and, you know, um, try to have like that teamwork aspect as well, just because, you know, um, some things you're, you're just you're not as good at and you can definitely, you know, ask questions and like be inquisitive. And I think that's really important as well. So. Well, Abby, I just think I've got some constructive criticism for you that you were just not very excited. You need to be a little bit more excited or passionate or something. You're not excited at all whatsoever. <laughs> you have no enthusiasm. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I feel like you're like coming through my headphones like and talking right at me. I absolutely love all the passion and excitement you have. Yay. It's so amazing when you really find somebody who you, you know they are following their true calling. There's something that is... So, um, what's the word? It's, it's just so empowering and it gives people permission for them to do the same, for them to follow their heart and to follow their dreams and do what they are truly called on this earth to do. And I just, it's so, so apparently obvious people like my wife, Bethany, you can tell when she is mm -hmm. working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, she is in the zone and she is following her life passion. I can tell that's exactly mm -hmm. the same for you. I'm so glad you had the courage to step out of what, you know, you were trained to do technically in college and follow your heart and follow your passion. And you can just tell like you're so full of enthusiasm and passion, which we absolutely love. What is one simple thing that you would like to leave with the listener as a tip from this conversation that they could apply in their lives um, and, and use for their benefit? Yeah, definitely. So I think this is like kind of like twofold. So I'll just kind of like give the two bullet points. Um, but the first thing is like, you know, follow your passion. Like, don't be scared to like, you know, 
break out of that comfort zone. I think that's one thing I've really learned over the past year is like, there is a comfort zone and growth comes from outside of that. So definitely like, if you have like a little inkling or you want to do something like go for it. And also too, like, I guess this kind of goes like hand in hand with that, but like, it's never too late to work on your health. Like your health is wealth basically i know people say that's a cheesy thing but it is so true like this is your body this is for the rest of your life and it's never too late to really focus on that and to really like create that lifestyle and you know something you want and it only goes up from here so that yes. is amazing. I love both of those pieces of advice. I think anybody could benefit from that. Abby Overturf, where do you want people to go to find you and connect with you and your work? Yes, definitely. So I think probably the best place to go is um, my Instagram. So it's at bit.abby, A-B-B-I-E. Um, on there is like all of like the Purpose Athletics information, um, as well as like our Purpose Athletics team page. You can visit there as well. How you spell purpose is P-R-P-S-E. You basically like take out the vowels except for the E, but kind of just like a fun, fun little business name. Um, and then if you want to go to our website, that is just Purpose Athletics at, um, or purposeathletics.com. So yes, all the information is on there the application link all of that stuff would love to connect if you're interested beautiful we will link to all of that in the show notes abby overturf what a wonderful conversation this was again we're so grateful for you and for your work how well you put together this information and share it on your instagram is very very well done you can definitely tell you're taking your marketing background and using it to really reach a lot of people and, and help a lot of people in their lives so thank you so very much for all of that for all of your work um and thank you for coming on our show today we really appreciate it Yes, of course. Thank you. Absolutely. It was such an honor. Now you can go out and, and find some passion or excitement about something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And this has been another episode of Balanced Body Radio. So thank you again so very much for listening to Boundless Body Radio. I can't thank you, the listener, enough. We are so grateful for you. This year, 2021, was amazing. We got to talk to so many amazing people around the world and got to learn so much from them. And we actually just passed 80,000 downloads worldwide, which I just, when I started this, could not even fathom that we could reach that many people with the message. And hopefully you have gotten a lot out of this, um, as, as have we. Um, as we start the new year, we just wanted to let you know about some of the resources that we offer at Boundless Body LLC. Please go to our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. That's myboundlessbody.com. You will see an option to book a complimentary 30-minute consultation with us so that we can discuss your goals with health and fitness and maybe help you create a plan for the new year. Bethany, my wife, also offers uh, virtual mat Pilates classes, which are absolutely amazing. They're very engaging and also very, very affordable. Those can be done live on Mondays and Fridays or also given out as a recording to do at your own convenience. We also offer training and meal planning services that are also done virtually from the safety of your own home. So if you want to avoid the busyness of a gym, we can help show you how to get really fantastic results at home with a very minimal amount of equipment. We've been doing it now for two years. We've gotten pretty good at it. So we are happy to show you that. Once again, that website is myboundlessbody.com. 
And if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really helps um, get this passion project out to more people. So cheers to 2022. And thank you again for listening to Boundless Body Radio.